It all begins with this gate drop. Hello everyone, welcome once again to the Power to the Ground podcast. I am Steve, with me as always is Jesse. What is up, Jesse? I'm doing great. Better than you, apparently. I am not doing great today, but we're going to be all right. We're going to make it through. Um, power through it. It's power. Power. We're going to put the power to the ground. We are gonna put, <laughs> I'm going to put my own power to the ground <laughs> in a little bit and take a nice long nap. Uh, we got a couple of things we want to talk about today. we got some interesting news coming out this week uh, in the sport, so we'll cover that. We'll talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, Supercross 3 video game. Um you guys know we love talking about our, our Supercross game, so um, I definitely want to cover a few things there. But before all of that, let's do some spots. What's up, guys? Steve here. Thanks for listening to the Power to the Ground podcast, the dirt bike podcast that looks to revolutionize the media in motocross and supercross. We upload the podcast every Sunday at 4, and you can listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also check us out at www.power2theground.com, where you can find merch, giveaways, and exclusive web content. And if you want to join the conversation on Facebook, you can take part in weekly polls, and don't forget to share with all of your rider buddies. Now, back to the podcast. Mr. Jesse, you have something you wanted to mention before we got into uh, some of this news. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody what you got going on, what we got going on. What we got going on. Yeah, so uh, a few weeks ago, we started talking about this thing called Jug Club, Um, because Steve and I would really like to make some uh, some more content for you guys, but uh, we had to work, so um, we were uh, we were juggling around this uh, this jug club idea as a potential um, for generating some funds for the podcast, so that we can get our message out to more people. So we have a deal going out right now, um, and it goes until the podcast next week on the 15th. Uh, we have these brand new shirts up on the website um, that uh, they have pictures of the power to the ground jugs on them. And above it, it says, like my jugs, question mark. And uh, if you go onto the website... Um, you can use the promo code all capital letters I love jugs for the t-shirt you'll get 20% off and you'll be entered to win one of our first five jugs for the upcoming jug club that we will be offering also if you go to the post which shows the picture of the t-shirt that says I like jugs and you tag one of your buddies in that post, you'll also automatically be entered to win one of those first five jugs. We'll be doing the drawing for that on uh, the podcast next week. So, next week. Okay. so, uh, so take your uh, take some time. Go check out the website. Take a look at the uh, the t-shirts that we have there. You can also see what the jugs look like on the t-shirt. Um, or go over to our Facebook page, find that post on December 2nd, tag, tag a buddy, buddies. and uh, yeah, we'll get it rolling. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Told you, I'm doing good. Um, <coughs> very exciting. That also means, so next week is going to be our last episode of the year. That correct? is correct. Uh, before we take a break for the holidays and come back for, finally, and the one Supercross season. Um, so... Getting into that, we had some news finally <laughs> in this sport. 
uh, coming out this week. So actually, there's a few things I wanted to cover. So first of all, uh, you looked into some of the Christian Craig situation. Yep. Um, he finished his appeal. Was that was that kind of the case? Yeah. So um, so the the last piece of news that we had was on December fourth. What's the date today? The eighth. Eighth. Yeah. So it was a few days ago. Um, in Christian Craig did a interview. He was going to his appeals court to try to make it um, so that he could race in Anaheim one, basically stating the, he's already served his time, There's, right. <laughs> which yeah. is absolutely the case. hundred percent. Um, uh, there's been no update on it. If, if you guys have any information regarding that, that I have not been able to see, please send it my way because I'm very interested in this. I've been following this since, um, I mean, since it came down the pipeline, yeah. really, because we, we, we spent a lot of time talking about just how poorly this whole situation was handled on uh, <coughs> the part of the AMA and the entire organization. Like this poor dude has just been put through the ringer, right? Uh, through this whole thing. So if he doesn't win his appeal, I think that's a that's a damn travesty. Like this this guy should be racing yeah. in Anaheim. There's just there's no question in my mind that he's done whatever time he would have had. Like just come on, absolutely guys. ridiculous. Get, get, get your stuff together. <laughs> and um, so. Uh, I again, I don't know what happened in the appeal. He went into the appeal, his final appeal this week, and uh, they either gave him the the okay for Anaheim one, or they will uphold his um his uh suspension suspension until March eleventh. Yep. So which worst is, case scenario, he'll be back in a couple of months, which is really kind of you know unfortunate because that takes out you know obviously any shot of competing for really anything at that point he'd just be racing for pride, right? Um, so hopefully, hopefully that turns out in his favor. I think not not just I mean not from like any kind of bias standpoint, just looking at the situation, it was handled so poorly. He just let the dude race, yeah, <laughs> just let seriously. the guy race. Um, in really big news, um, Marv. My heart is my, my heart is broken yeah. here. You got a Marv you know Marv fanboy sitting Marv, across the table from me. Marv, my my boy, my hero, the lady killer. Are <coughs> you lady to be. killer? Yeah, it was, um, man, he Mar- used to be funny. Mar- yeah. <laughs> well, it's, he's got a lot of pressure on him now. Um, well, I guess not now. Yeah. So Marvin Musgan, um, according to the article. Uh, he said he overjumped a jump. He didn't say whether it was some kind of you know, double, triple, whatever it is. He just said he overjumped it, and the impact of the landing messed up his knee pretty bad. Um, now, if you don't know, Marvin's already had some ACL issues in the past, so he probably he's he's, he's got some bum knees as yep. it is. Uh, they didn't say whether it was an ACL. Uh, my that would my first guess is something along those lines if he's already had surgery but uh, the doctors all said he went to a few doctors and all of them recommended surgery so he is having his knee surgically repaired and will, will miss the entire 2020 supercross season yeah if he's if he's gonna miss the entire season chances are it's an acl if it was if it was an mcl or meniscus this he'd probably be able to make like it back weeks. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for any of you guys out there who have ever had knee surgery, I have, I've had complete ACL, MCL and meniscus reconstruction. Um, once a bad knee, always a bad knee. Yeah. And that's, you know, because of the history there really shouldn't be too surprising. Um, it's just unfortunate because I, I, the amount of times I've talked about, this has got to be the year that Marv takes that next step yeah. as the leader of the KTM team. And as somebody who has a chance to compete for a championship every year, I mean, was it, 
oh, I'm on the wrong article. It was like, they were like, oh, you know, Marvin's last three Supercross finishes were um, third, second, third, second, second, third. Like, it just kept getting, like, the, the, the poor guy, he's always there, but he just can't seem to take that next step. And I was really hoping that this year was going to be the year. Um, and we've talked about the, the deep pool of competition that's going to be happening this year with Sansarulo coming up and, you know, Roxon starting to round back into form and, you know, who's going to compete with Tomac this year is kind of the big question. And I had my hopes as a fan that Marv was going to be one of those guys. So really disappointing. Um, what I did see though, is that he is expected to race the outdoor season next year. Right. So he should be back for outdoors next year, which is good. He's not going to miss, you know, all of 2020 racing. Um, I got an interesting question for you on top of that. Okay. Um, looking here at Marvin's contract, he just last year, he did a two year extension that brings him through the 2021, um, race seasons. So that would be both motocross. That would be both outdoor and indoor. Okay. Do you think Marvin stays with Kia TM given this now injury? Losing an entire season and the fact that Cooper Webb has already won a Supercross championship. That's a really interesting question. Um, wow. I, I think... No. <laughs> I would agree with you. I, I, no. At the end of the day, no. So, you know, obviously they, they actually haven't even named a replacement rider yet uh, for this upcoming season. I'm sure that they'll, someone, you know, they'll bring up a rider or, you know, hire... There's somebody bring somebody in for the season, so you know they they haven't announced a replacement yet. We'll cover that when they announce that. But um, that means when he comes back, he is going to have an outdoor, an indoor, and an outdoor before his contract is up. Um, he is really gonna have to make some waves in one, if not all three of those yeah. championship series to kind of re-solidify that he is the number one rider there, right? Because the number two rider does have a Supercross championship. He does not. Um, now he's missing an entire Supercross season. So, yeah, you're right. I think I don't expect much the outdoor season. It's going to be he's going to be just coming off the injury. He's going to take he's going to be timid. He's going to take it easy. He's going to kind of go back to being that kind of technical rider. He'll probably finish a lot of third, fourth, fifths, finish like third in the standings like he always does. Um, but I don't expect a lot of winning and, you know, from that first season back. So that would leave focus on next year's Supercross and next year's outdoor um unless he like sweeps those and wins both championships i don't see him staying with ktm is going to want to start looking younger he's 29 which in this sport is just just slightly getting to that age of like you know i mean dungy was retired at 29 you know what i mean so he's in this sport he's getting getting up there he's not old yet he's getting there i think ktm has a good young talent in um um, Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb, thank you. And then, uh, you know, they're going to want to they're going to develop. So they'll put Cooper in the number one slot, and they're going to start developing younger talent. So I don't think they're going to want him back. And at this point, he's probably gonna, not going to want to keep competing with Cooper, right? The kid, he was supposed to, you know, be the number one guy for. It. So yeah, maybe he goes somewhere else, and we'll, that'll be an in- really really interesting off season topic if he is that year not going to come back, right? Because you look at who where openings there are for other teams, and like where he might end up and where he might go. Um, so, I mean, obviously that's a long way off. Hopefully, hopefully he can recover as quickly as possible. And, you know, with, with 
today's medical advancements, like people are coming back faster and faster and faster from knee injuries. Um, not that I want him to rush it back, but if he can knock out a few races like the end of the season leading into the outdoor season just to kind of get his legs back and then really, you know, maybe kind of get back into form for the outdoor season, I think that'd be good for him and his confidence uh, moving forward. Yep. But, yep, so Marvy is out. Marvy is out. So the pack <clears throat> is thinning already. Hasn't even started yet. The pack is already thinning out. Hasn't even started out. yet, and it is thinning out. I, and, you know... <clears throat> I uh, I don't know who to root for now, like you know, there's this when you try to separate like your predictions yeah. with your your personal like just the guy you want to root for. It's oh for me, it's always Marvin. Like Marvin, <clears throat> it was Tomac for a while, and then he pissed me off, so I switched back to Marvy. Marvy was my favorite 250 rider like ever. Right. Um. So it's like I I want to root for I want to again I've told you I want to see Tomac win a championship because I think um, I want to be able to say I was here for that yeah. because he's going to if he wins one I think it opens the floodgates we've talked about it um, I'd like to see Roxanne have her strong season coming back because it's a good story exactly it's a, it's it's it really is um, the, the amount of injuries that poor guy has been through <laughs> and guy. the potential he had before those injuries <laughs> so you want to see him kind of come back yeah I, I really don't. I don't think I have any horses in the 450 race this year. I don't anymore either. And that's and they're all in point, the 250. Right? Like I, I'm, I'm mostly interested in the. This is I think the first year that I've been mostly interested in the 250 ranks. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what Cianti Rulo can do moving up to the 450s. I think that'll be interesting to see what kind of dynamic happens in the Kawasaki um, team. With Sansi Rulo moving up to the 450 and Tomac moving up to the 450, or I'm sorry, Tomac being on the 450, but um, I don't think that that's going to be really a big thing. This is his first time, his his first year moving up to 450. It's Tomac is just going to smack everybody, <laughs> and the only person that can beat him is him. So, like. What? Let's, yeah, but let's he also just wait really until he's beating himself. Right. So, I so mean... let's just wait until he self destructs, and then some underdog wins the Supercross Championship this year. And uh, let's pay attention to the 250s because I'm interested to see what Forkner can do coming back. I'm interested to see um, the Lawrence brothers. Um, I'm interested to Justin see Cooper. Justin Cooper and his and how he develops. I'm interested to see if Ferrandis can just continue along and now that Sansa Rulo is not in 250s if he just dominates um yeah there's all of the narratives I believe are on 250s this year I don't disagree uh it's I think it's going to be a more compelling storyline going into obviously things can (laughs) change throughout the season um it's going to be it's there's more compelling storylines definitely in the 250s I do think however that um, there is potential for this 450 season to be really wide open. Yeah. Um, and it's just going to depend greatly on maybe not so much anymore without Marvin. Um, but it's going to depend greatly on does Cooper Webb 
show back up again? Right. Does um, Jason Anderson, does Jason show Anderson finally show up again? Like, you know, he has he finally recovered from his Supercross <laughs> championship? And, and um, by recovered, we mean the hangover that he had after yeah, he won his after Super- that championship. <laughs> has he recovered from that? Um, does, is Roxon back into full form? If all of those things are true, you know, does Cianciarulo take the leap or is it going to take him a season or two? Like Roxon jumped on a 450 and was like one of the best riders. Right. Like immediately. He so, was immediately com- competing. Yeah. So are we going to get that? From Cianciarulo, or was it going to be a development process? You know, Tomac took a couple of years before we started dominating. Right. Uh, he had some injury stuff going on, too. Cooper Webb uh, took a couple of years. Right. So, you know, if Cianciarulo makes the jump, like a Roxon-style jump, and then Roxon comes back, and, you know, you get all these things, you have a potential for a phenomenally explosive and exciting Supercross season. Yeah. Um, and if, to ve- really if, push Vegas, if Vegas was any indication, there could be some exciting stuff. Because Vegas was intense right and and the biggest thing for me is like you said it's the rooting interest right like normally i go into every season with a rooting interest and like i'm excited to see the other stuff that we just talked about but i always have that one rider and i'm like i want that rider to win if it comes down to it that's the one i want to win i don't have that this year um so really it's it's a chance to just sit back and like it's like watching a super bowl when your team's not in it you just kind of you're like "Mm, i think i'm gonna root for this guy like there's no there's no super emotional investment in it you're not sit back and you just sit back and enjoy the show and i think i get to do that this year you know so silver lining i guess on marvin's injury yeah yeah i guess so (laughs) um we got to do a season preview next week then if our that's gonna next week's gonna be our last episode before the season starts and most of most of the um I'm sure if you guys are following us on Facebook, we've been posting a bunch of articles that are just outlining the the final team lineups. Um, and in the next coming weeks, we should be seeing basically all of the team the finalized team lineups. Um, so including Marvin's replacement rider, for including Marvin's. Yeah, so we should have at least most of the uh, team lineups to look at, uh, see what colors everybody is going to be riding. Um, and we'll go over that next week for the uh, yeah the the season preview. Man, I, it's here I, already. I, I was I was gonna say you know for as much as I bitched and complained off the podcast about how hard it was to do this do this consistently in the off season, um, <laughs> it felt like it was forever from the end of the outdoor to the start of Supercross. I'm like, holy crap. I have one more episode, and the episode after that, we're reviewing races again. Like, right. yes, here we go. It, it went by fast. It went it by did. really fast. Um, it was also cool because, you know, some of those off-season events are fun to cover. They're fun to watch. Yeah. So I think that definitely helps stimmy some of the boredom of the off-season. If they put more coverage into <laughs> it, into the off-season, I think it would be better, too. Yeah, so um, I, I think, you know, going forward in in the off-season, I, I think going forward, we're going to be looking a little bit more at some other disciplines yeah. Um. Some some more of the uh the like I, European the I West stuff. Some what's that? Your some of the European rider stuff. Yeah. Some, some of the, uh, the European races. The MXGP yeah. stuff. Um. Yeah. I think that's that's something. I think for me, pers- as like a personal interest, that's my next step. I already do indoor outdoor here, so why not jump into some of the MXGP stuff? You know, and start really getting it. We've already started, and after motocross and Asians, I am like hooked on watching some yeah. of those riders. Like they're just it's they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, um, I, I've for the especially over the last like two years, I've been getting really, really into. I, f- I follow a ton of like extreme enduro riders on Instagram, and they're so much fun to watch. Um, just do just seeing what they can do with a bike. Right. Um, some of it just doesn't even make sense, but they can do it. 
Um, so I think that going forward, that's something that I would like to uh, spend a little time covering in the off seasons. So, you know, there is no shortage of stuff to talk about. You know, there's always this. It was that, our first other. off season. Yeah. We also, you know, we started the podcast towards the end of outdoors. Right. So, like, we had a few weeks of race stuff to do, and then it was like, by the way, here's an off season, and we, I don't even think we had really found a groove or kind of a. a yeah, a, we were still thing, figuring you know? stuff so, out. But I think all of that helped. You know, doing this every week and finding new things to talk about and to and to, you know, put out there really helped this this off season go by quick. I cannot believe that's like, like two more episodes, and that's. That's it. Well, one at this point, yeah. you know. I'm uh, just on a, on another note. Um, this is episode twenty one. Wow. Uh, yeah, we went uh, last week was, uh, was episode 20. twenty. So happy twenty! High five to happy twenty! Yeah, for, for last we week. Hell yeah! Got five more episodes, and uh, that's a half a year. That's six months. That's We're our six rolling. month mark. Yeah, still are rolling. Still rolling. All right, I like it. Um, on that high note. Um, let's take a break and then talk about some more stuff that the sport is doing wrong. <laughs> Monster Energy Supercross 3, the video game 3, drops on February 4th, 2020. So, month into the Supercross season, which is a little late. Yeah. For, like, timing-wise, you know, Madden always Madden comes, comes out, out like, before the preseason. In the preseason. Season. That's right. how you really should. So, if we want to start trashing games and game developers for sports, let's go ahead and start there. They're releasing the game a month too late. Yeah. And I get deadlines and stuff, but you have for the framework of, like, five other games that you're building off of. Let's um, t- let's talk about a huge miss that, they're, that they have. What happens two weeks before the season starts? Christmas. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> Right, you missed, the ho- you missed the holiday sales. You're missing the start of the season. Um, no, so before we even get into what I'm seeing from the game, massive blunder on their part. Like massive blunder. You need to release this game in November. Yeah, uh, Motocross of Nations is probably like a great time for like at least starting to release your trailers and getting your pre-orders in, and then like right, you know, mid to end November, you drop your game. You can do your trailers at Vegas. Vegas too at the end of October. Perfect. Yeah, that's like, just that's when you drop your initial your, your initial trailer. trailer. Yeah, so much. There's so the the timing is set up for huge releases for this, and they totally miss. It's, right, so, dude. Supercross season starts two weeks after Christmas. How do you not have a game released by then for that Supercross season? That's it's a massive blunder before we even got into the game. Yep. Um, that isn't released yet. I'm about to trash a game that ain't even released yet. No, I'm not going to trash it. So actually, there's some exciting <laughs> things that are coming out. Um, so for better or worse, um, yeah, 4th February 2020 for X- <laughs> uh, PS4, Xbox One, Windows, PC, Google Stadia. That freaking trash fire, dumpster fire, um, and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, Stadia is not doing well. Not right doing now. it. No. <clears throat> Remember how I told you my issue when I used to stream the games off of PS4 was like I'd press a button and then like things would happen a couple seconds later. Yeah. Yeah. Time. They Google Stadia. Just quick tangent. Don't do stuff on Google Stadia. <laughs> I, there's so there's videos of guys who are trying to play games and they'll press space, move their hands, look at the camera. And then you see on the screen the character will jump. Wow. It's bad. It is really bad. And I told you that was the biggest challenge of streaming games versus just like videos and shows and things like that. Yeah. Uh, was, you know, you're it's not a one-way stream. You need input. You need to process that input. And then you need to send the, you know, the reaction from that input back. And you need to do it 
fast right and um streaming game you need the speeds you need to make that work you know and i don't know how much that's google's fault or you just not enough people have connections and internet that is fast enough i'm not gonna you know i haven't dove that much into it all i know is that people are just like it's a dumpster fire right now and i don't know if google really thought ahead (coughs) enough anyway don't buy supercross 3 for google stadia how's that there you Uh, go avoid that problem so basically it's coming out on everything uh so career mode the the biggest thing you and I talked about. So actually, I'm going to start with the physics. Okay. Apparently, from from what I'm reading here, they are um, starting from almost scratch on their physics engine. Okay. Not, not maybe not, so not the engine, but how their physics work. Like all of these games, normally what they'll do is they'll build their framework in the first game, and then they'll just iterate on that. Well, the physics in this game were a little bit. So let's tweak this. Let's tweak that. And each successive game would um, just kind of build and improve on the physics. Madden does the same. You know, all these games that have like yearly cycle releases, they just they have their main uh, their main framework and they just kind of iterate on that. With this one, apparently, so they, if people have been complaining, they kind of were taking steps back right. with their physics in the last few games. So they were like, okay, we're starting from basically scratch, which could be awesome. Uh, maybe, you know, they're taking all of that feedback and that, that backlash from their physics stuff and they said you know what let's just start this over let's try to you know a new approach to how we're doing the physics in this um so apparently that was a massive focus for them (coughs) which for people who care about that stuff is awesome clearly they're making it a focus so maybe starting from scratch is going to create this amazing physics experience where you actually feel like you're in control of this bike and you know and that's going to respond in ways that you would feel like it should respond it's going to be intuitive uh, two issues I personally have with that. I don't give a crap how realistic the physics are. I give a crap how good the game feels. Does, but do I do I feel like a professional rider? Right. I don't. I don't actually care if this thing responds realistically. I care if it's intuitive for me to feel like a professional rider when I'm on the bike. I think that's what creates immersion. So I don't too much focus on the physics for me is not necessarily a good thing. Um, the other part of that is in the same vein realistic doesn't always mean better yeah game developers kind of have fallen into this trap recently um i've been playing a few where it was like super 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 hyper realism um one game where like it was a survival game but instead of just having to eat which is normal for survival games you had to actually balance your vitamins and eat the perfect i'm like dude i don't i don't balance my vitamins in real life I mean, <laughs> make me do this in a game this is not realism quote unquote gets too far goes too far you're taking away from the immersive game experience so you have to find that balance so my hope is that they're not focusing so much on rebuilding these physics that they lose sight of all the other things we think are more important like the career mode right um not that physics aren't important in a motocross game they are yeah just the hyper realism isn't necessary well i mean you saw that in in other games too um the uh in in madden Madden had a Madden had walked a line for a long time and it's it must be I'm not a huge video game player um I think that this is very very important to a sport um just because I saw personally as a kid what the game Madden did for me as a football fan mm-hmm. um and not only me but like a big group of my friends as well um but in the uh probably late 2000s somewhere around there is when um 
there were there were huge huge strides that started that started happening as far as the graphics in in video games. Yeah, I remember 08. I remember 08 was the first one where I looked at the game and I was like, "Good, good lord. lord!" Right. So, um, I and when the graphics start getting real, so realistic, um, obviously they they try to keep up with that as far as the realism goes. If it looks real, then it must feel real. Right. And um and I think for for a while Madden tried to keep up with that. Um now I don't know what was the last iteration of Madden that you played. Um I know you're not a huge Madden player anymore, but it's probably been um, about 10 years since I played one, so Yeah, they 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 dive completely back. It's uh, the the realism in Madden is mostly based off of um the anomalies in football so like doing the backwards one-handed catch that's that odo beckham jr does is like something you can do with any player in that game right so um they put less of a focus the the graphics are still amazing but as far as the realism of the game that it's not it's a secondary right um i feel like the opposite is happening uh even looking no, actually, I mean, look at the MXGP game. Is this the same developer? Yes, Milestone. They they pretty much have a monopoly on dirt bike games at this point. Okay, I, mean, they, 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 I think they're developing a new MXA TV game, which we're really great. But those games aren't focused on like immersive motocross, supercross tournament. It's more of just a, just can, racing, just racing in random environments, and it's usually a lot of fun. Um, but as far as like stuff like this, like the actual licensed riders, races, tracks, trap replication, shit like that. Um, it's milestone. Okay. So same, same exact same developer. All right. So MXGP, um, the newest game that just came out. Um, I, I guess it was like six months ago now, right? Had to be, yeah. Yeah. Something so like that. um, they, I can't even say that they put a huge emphasis on the physics. Actually, now that I think about it, because you you didn't the bike didn't even react to the berms. Yeah. They did. It's like the, uh, the 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 ruts that visually were there by the end of the race, you could just ride like right over, across. like as if they weren't there. Yeah. Um, right, and that's so. It's it's things like that. Is mentally you and visually you see that on the track. Your expectation is that you're going to fall into those ruts. And actually, a lot of times in some some like older racing games, you could use those ruts to help act almost as a berm if they got deep enough. Right. You know? And those are things you expect to happen. Those are the things you do need to focus on. Like that type of realism, I think, is important. I think having a bike, you know, realistically react in a certain degree of angle at a certain speed at a certain turn you know and matching exactly what the bike would really do is not important that's i think that's my point like completely 100% replicating real life is not what these games should be about feeling like they are right. is more important so reacting to um um ruts and berms and you know you shouldn't fall just cuz you bumped the player the the rider next to you but you know obviously in real life your 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 tires touch like you could be you're both probably going down right you don't need that in a video game that's too realistic it's kind of what i'm talking about so yeah it's kind of i think we're on the same page in that like make it feel good make the physics feel somewhat realistic but don't go overboard on it there's other things you can do to make your game feel better right which next would be the career mode which 
you and I feel is the single most important part of these it's games. It's the most you immersive could part. Make the argument that multiplayer is at this point in 2019 as important a feature in a sports game um, as any kind of career mode. You know, you but and you I grew can... up before multiplayer was like multiplayer was still same screen right. sitting in your in your living room. Now, you know, everybody wants to play multiplayer <laughs> online. Those have to be a big, big, big part of these games. So, and I think that's where the physics stuff kind of comes in. I still think that career mode is as important in this game as a multiplayer right. mode. Well, we're we're at a point now where it's you know multiplayer career modes is absolutely a thing. Possible, yeah. I'd, actually, that'd be pretty sweet. You get a bunch of your friends all creating riders, and you all get different teams, and you compete through a season. Why isn't that happening? <laughs> oh my god. Um, so I, well, there, so there is a few things, interesting things for the multiplayer. But as far as the season goes, it looks pretty standard couple of the changes i see that they've made um you can now choose between a sponsor team or an official supercross team now so you could be a teammate with morvin moosecan now as opposed to just having a sponsor that you're you know like a random brand that sponsors you so they added that functionality which is a step in the right direction it's just that it's a tiny step tiny in the right right direction not much information, other information on what the career mode is going to be like. My assumption is it's going to feel exactly the same. Yeah. They haven't made a change to their career modes in either GP or Supercross since these things started coming out. Like they've just been very bland. Hey, here's your standings. Um, here's some basic, you know, social media type stuff. You're, hey, you know, good race last time. Now I want you to finish with this many points this race every single week in, week out. And there was no real sense of progression um, with your rider. So I don't expect much change there. So maybe they, they took a tiny step. Maybe that's a hint at a larger change, I hope, but don't have much. The only the other thing that I just – now that I see that it's a thing, I the question is why hasn't this been a thing? You can now create a female rider. Okay. Is that not like – so for me, I read that, and I was like, oh, cool. Why is that just happening now? Right. I, I look, I get it. Video games in general are a male dominated industry. Yep. And the sense is that um, off roading in general is a male dominated industry. However, I've noticed that that's very media based because yeah. every time I've ever gone to any kind of event, there are. It's like a 50 50. It's a 50 50. This is a very, very female heavy sport, which is incredible. And I'm looking at it, I'm going, they have three MXGB games. They're about to release the third. Um, Supercross game, all of them have had a career mode where you can create your own rider, and this is the first one where you can create a female rider. And I'm like, wow, that's a massive missed opportunity yeah, for these right. games. How has that not been a thing since, like, day one? Like, yeah. let's let these these girls create themselves in this career mode and just wreck the tracks with the dudes. Like, like oh, you dudes don't think females can raise? And then they don't you know, think the empowerment that you're going to give these girls – to want to and then want to go out and actually compete against the guys on these bikes, which I think is huge. Right. I, I think you need to have that in this sport. Um, so it just it blew my mind that I'm like, oh cool, that's a thing in this game. Why is that just now? Right. Welcome to 2019. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, which is funny. Remember, uh, so my dad sent me a text last night. Uh, <laughs> this really is why funny. I brought this yeah. up, right? Because I knew this was coming. So. Uh, my dad sends me a text last night, and it's a picture that I've actually I've seen it on Instagram before. Um, she uh, I can't even remember her name, but she's an Instagram model. Uh, you know, if 
it doesn't matter what stuff you follow on Instagram. If you follow like golf, even if you follow golf, if you follow golf and you follow enough just golf centric um, pages, eventually you're going to find yourself with a feed just filled golf Instagram models, golf Golf themed Instagram. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It's, it's just, it's inevitable. That's what happens. So this, this girl, she's an Instagram model that happens to take pictures on or around dirt bikes. (laughs) Wait, so does she actually, her page, does she actually ride or is it one of those? She's just like, that's kind of her, her, I believe she does. I believe she does ride. And I, I think she, is international. I think she's like Russian or something okay. like that. Okay. But um, like all of her pictures are her in like you know very long clothing, sitting on a dirt bike. And some of you guys are probably saying, "Oh, I've seen that girl." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my dad sends me this text with this this picture of this girl, and he said, um, "Women are the future of this sport," and I 100% agree with him. It's what's the most pop? What is the single night that you can look at a nightclub and say that is going to be the night that the most guys are in that club? Ladies get in free night. Ladies get in free night. Yeah, hands down. Well, that was that was the whole thing. Like, uh, you know, musicians, right? Like in the uh, in the eighties, the marketing scheme was. <laughs> market these dudes to the women um and and we're talking about like rock and like heavier hair metal kind of genres not even pop like they marketed these supposedly heavier genres of music made for men to women because when the women showed up to these shows they brought the men and in the 80s the men were the ones who spent all the money for them so the the idea was not to market to the men the idea was to market to the women, these you know massive, massive amounts of women, and that's to still. My mom and my aunt just went and saw Bon Jovi. I think it was like last year, or the year before, um, and they said it was like it was all women their age, right? That went to go see Bon Jovi because back in the you know the eighties, that was what they did. They women their age and the teenage girls at the time, like it was all Bon Jovi and you know White Snake and you know all these all these hair metal bands. Point being. They figured it out at that point. Yeah, that marketing, you know, marketing to women was an essential, essential tool. The only other competitor to that would be marketing to kids. Right. Um, you market to kids, parents got to spend the money. Um, so you know, those are two very, very powerful tools. And it's a different. It, obviously, it's a different world now. So the strategy behind marketing to women is completely different yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the reason so. <laughs> The reasons may be different, but the end, but the end is still the same. Yeah. Um, the more women that are at a race, the more men are going to be more at that men race. that are going to be at that race. <laughs> I remember, you know, being younger. I'm going to use that. Uh, you know, the first few times you ever went to a race, we were young teenage, hormonal teenage boys, whatever. Um, but I remember. Having been playing football at that point for, you know, four or five years, I'd played baseball as a kid and too and all that stuff. And I remember showing up to this race and I'm looking around and I'm like, I've been playing the wrong, wrong sport. sport. <laughs> Why have I not been involved in this? Oh my God. Cause it was every, they were everywhere. The, you know, women were everywhere. And the crazy thing was, it wasn't the hangers on. It was female riders. Right. And, you know, females that were actually 
engaged in the sport and not just the, I mean yes you had your your models too your you know Miss Supercross and yeah. the uh, um oh my god the you know what I'm talking about at Unadilla the, the team tits te- no <laughs> that too <Yeah. laughs> yes no those models uh what 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 sponsor was that oh my god it wasn't monster it was um there was a tent you could like go in you got to be like 18 plus to go in and they had like a gorgeous oh. model standing outside the door uh, you have, but my point is, you have that too, right? right? You have the kind of older sexualization marketing of of, of women, um, which is probably not going anywhere anytime soon. But right. the important part, the the big takeaway for me was that there were just as many women engaged in the sport as there were just around the sport, um, which is a huge difference. And so, to bring it back to the video game, to th- for them to finally create a female uh, option for creating a rider is huge. Yeah. Um, so check mark on that. Great. Good job, guys. Now make an actually interesting career mode to create that character for and then also do better at marketing to kids. Yeah. <laughs> and just marketing in general. Marketing. Right. Like, you know, releasing before the start of the season you're trying to release. <laughs> before for. the start of the season and in time for Christmas, which is the biggest shopping time of the year when everybody is going to be buying your stuff. Yeah. It, there's a lot of misses here. but um, Multiplayer. So yep. back to, back on back track. on track. Now that we've spent all that time talking about the ladies, um, multiplayer for this is you know there's a feature. So players will have the opportunity to race in co-op mode with three other friends, choosing different game modes in the replica of the iconic factory Supercross practice tracks in California. So they're actually putting some practice tracks in there. That's pretty. That's cool. pretty some cool. Kind of co- you know co-op mode. A huge free roam area consisting of nine tracks where you can just kind of drive between them, like big free roam. Uh, it's kind of interesting where most teams test their bikes. So cool, you right. know. The, those are so these are these are really cool things that I would like to have seen added onto a already solid core, not trying to use those things as your your core. Right. Um, they have they're going to have their own dedicated servers. So. Um, so playing online multiplayer, there's not going to be as much lag, especially in, in a reactionary game like um, like racing. You know, like in, in football too. You know, and all these sports games, you have to. It's it's very quick decisions. Um, you know, lag is obviously a huge issue, and nothing makes a gamer rage like actually losing because of lag. Not not blaming lag because you suck, right. but actually losing because of lag. Uh, so having their own dedicated servers to to create that kind of as much of a lag free play as yep. possible it's it's huge for their multiplayer mode. What is this race director mode will help create amazing online tournaments. Online tournaments is huge, while championship, quick race, or elimination mode offer a lot more choice for racers. So they're just they're putting a bunch of different game modes in there. That's good. Good choice. <clears throat> they still have their track editor, which is really one of the biggest draws for these games at this point. Is so. In the last Supercross game, more than 53,000 custom tracks were made in the wow. track editor. I, it's huge. It's a huge part of the game. Like, motocross and, and off-road games that don't give you a track editor, like, people people will legitimately complain about that. Why can't? Why, why don't you have a track editor? Personally, I have no interest in creating None my own track. All. I want to get on the track and race on it. Right. But I could see the appeal for people who are creative and they want to kind of just 
make it, you know, make their own track and test it and see how it would kind of work and like make changes and or make these impossible. It's like the same reason that the Mario Maker games are really hugely popular. Like, yeah, I'd rather just play a Mario level, but the the thought of getting in there and making your own is a, is a pretty cool concept. So, track it will still be there for those of you who who really want that. So, it sounds like they're making positive changes. They're coming again. They're me. coming again. They find me. All right, yep. guys, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> Just kidding. And there Maybe they go. go. Oh, they weren't coming for me. Okay. It sounds like they're making positive strides. Um, we'll see how the rebuilt physics stuff does. It just sounds like they're not making the positive strides in the right areas. To right. So what remains to be seen, there's still not a ton of information about this yet. Um, so it remains to be seen, but just early early looks at it, you know, seems like it's going to be a little bit of status quo, some fun new, you know, gadgets hooked onto the to the outsides of it. So, yeah, um, stand by. I mean, we're we're definitely going to be doing a review on this. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. We'll probably make it. We'll probably make a video out of it. Put it out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm down show some on screen stuff, you know, all that kind of all that kind of game review so i'll walk through i'll go through a career career mode and explain exactly the areas there i my immersion is broken or the areas where i'm like okay i'm kind of bored now yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> warning this may be a long video yeah, right <laughs> so um i mean we can we can we can chop out some of the yeah we bits. can chop yeah uh like the parts where you and i fail miserably trying to learn the new physics and yeah <laughs> we'll uh we'll the first we'll time we started that. playing MXGP, we were just taking turns, passing the controller back and forth in yep. the career mode, and it was like third, last, fourth, last, <laughs> you know, first, last, right. <laughs> back and forth. As Jesse, who again is not a huge gamer, was trying to figure out the physics. I had already played the previous games, right. so I had gotten used to it. But like this was on like easy mode. <laughs> yeah, I, man. Yeah, I, I don't. I do not spend a lot of time with the controller in my hand anymore. I, I used to, but not anymore. You 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 think that'll change with the Final Fantasy VII remake comes out? You know that's tempting as hell for you. It is that's, tempting. Uh, it is tempting, but it, maybe we'll maybe, see. Maybe maybe I'll get it and let you borrow it so you can at least play it. All right, all right. Um, so yeah, so that I mean that's kind of what we got going on with the video game. I think. Um, Again, more as more information comes out, I'll talk about it a little bit more. But really, I just I want to get my hands on it so I can really get into and see. Do I think a casual fan slash casual gamer slash kid who is just starting to get into this is going to be sucked in and you know immersed in this game and become a fan of the sport through this game, much like Madden did? Thus far, I don't feel like those games have done that. Okay, so I'm I'm in agreement. Yeah. Okay, so um, I need to go and take a nap. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I think hey, um, can I of, can I get a, a little information? I think we've talked about it in a couple of weeks. And I'm okay. not sure if you spent any. Uh, is there any update on the PTTG video game, or is that still in the works? Yeah, so that's there's still. Um, not a whole lot change a lot of changes going on yet there's actually still some like really basic level decisions that um need to be made for that game that you know we should talk about and that i have i've been back and forth 
so many times on how I really want to implement. Like I have, I know how I want the peripheral stuff to work. Mm -hmm. The, uh, you know, the career type modes and uh, some of the basic, you know, player editing and, and things like that. I know exactly like conceptually how all that's going to work. Um, the biggest question for me right now is um, still how we're going to implement the gameplay itself, the racing itself. And, um, you know, I've gone from 2D top-down, which is one of the easier to implement, but probably the least engaging, yeah. to some kind of side-scroller type, like like MX Trials type of, of game, which I, I don't want to do. <laughs> but it might be a little bit more engaging than the top-down stuff to just finding a way to do it in 3D without... If I were to do it in 3D... Um, it would not be realistic physics based, which is something we've talked about um, because I am not a team of thousands of developers or hundreds of right. developers with thousands of dollars. Um, it would be much more arcadey, fun, lighthearted. And so, I mean, I've leaned there, but that also is going to take way longer to develop, especially if either by myself or as a small team. No, So Cody did give us, put us in touch with um, somebody that I'm going to be reaching out to that is also interested in game. They are either developers or developing a motocross game. I, I, I have to go back and find the message again, but um, the whole idea was get in touch with these guys. They're already kind of on this. So maybe we can link up and kind of, you know, put our heads together and that might help me with some of the um, development process and yeah. like the physics aspect of it. If there's something that somebody else already has implemented or going, and then I can come in and kind of help with some of the other stuff. We'll, we'll have to see. So I'm going to reach out. So very much still in um, early, early, early conceptualization and development. Um, so I will not have a release before the Supercross <laughs> season either. So I'm going to fall victim to this. No, um, I would like to sometime before the end of the Supercross season have some a playable like early access prototype type of of thing going on. Um, so fingers crossed for for making that happen but i do i do need to reach out to the people that cody put us in touch with so that we can uh see if they can push us along a little bit yeah you know and, and even if they don't want to like collaborate in any way maybe they can give you know some tips like hey this is kind of what we ran into trying to do this this and that and the other thing it might help me kind of make some of those tougher decisions that i've been really kind of stuck on lately so right um it's still definitely going to be in the works just um check back on it every early. once in a while we're early yeah. in the process still for sure all right cool um other than that man let's freaking let's, look forward we've got the we've got the uh the giveaway going so yeah so um, one more time let's do the let's do the jug club stuff yeah the, jug I, club because I, I personally love jugs i love jugs too i really love jugs I really love yeah jugs. so yeah again uh, if you guys are still listening check it out uh go over to our facebook page on december 2nd um, you can find a post there that's got all the information. Uh, you can use the promo code I love jugs, all caps, one, well, no spaces on our website for the, uh, the Jug Club t-shirt. You get 20% off. It also automatically enters you to win one of our brand new jugs. So if you love jugs, then you should go get a jug t-shirt and w get a chance to uh, win a jug too do it and uh oh yeah you can also go to that post and if you tag somebody on there as well you'll also be automatically entered for a chance to win one of those jugs as well awesome awesome jug stuff going on next week i'm pretty sure we're just previewing the season right 
Like previewing the season, we'll do the uh, we'll do the announcement the for the five jugs. Yep, the drawing for the jugs. Yep, and uh, I think that's about it. And that'll take us right into the uh, the holidays. We'll come back, and we'll have Anaheim one. So exciting! Should we should we try a uh, Facebook Live next week before the before recording the podcast? I mean, we can try it. We just give it a shot. Just see what give happens. Give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah. We'll see. Let's, yeah. yeah, let's put it out there. Um, I'm I'm down. So I'm down too. I'm down. All right. So uh, yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, buddy. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, hopefully, I didn't bash the video game stuff on you too much, but <laughs> it's just you know it needs to be there. Um, no, thanks for listening. As always, you guys are, are freaking great. And the fact that this thing is continuing to grow is once again, just uh, we've said it before. Um, amazing. 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 So we'll talk to you guys next week. We're going to preview Supercross is right around the corner. Almost here. Almost here. Thanks for listening. Peace.